Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. Paul, what's happening, man? You got a new hat. I did get a new hat. It's yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty comfy. It's like a golf hat, even though I don't golf. Don't you love uh, wearing like golf? I, I like wearing golfing attire. I just think yeah. it looks really sharp, but I don't yeah. golf. Yeah. It's it's pretty spendy. Uh, this hat wasn't, but it was like 25 bucks. But uh, but yeah, this is from our, our neighborhood that we're moving and building a house in in uh, Tennessee. So nice. And then I got uh, my Tennessee shirt on here for YouTube watchers. Nice. So yeah, it's good. Going nice people. Out. We Yeah, we checked out the town and real down to earth friendly people and nice little downtown you know like the kind of the they still have the original buildings there and there's little you know little knickknack stores or cafes and so a lot of charm to it yeah yeah it's got some charm yeah absolutely and that's kind of what we were that we were after so that's cool yeah i've got a coach baseball with a guy who's also a contractor he came by today he's from tennessee nice guy down home you know got the southern accent you're gonna start talking with an accent in another couple of years, we're gonna hear it. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that'll be funny. Fit in. Yeah, you got your Boston accent or whatever that Massachusetts accent mixed with Tennessee accent. You're gonna be no a, one. No one will understand me. You're gonna have an identity crisis on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good man. All right. Well, hey, today, um, we wanted to talk about a big question. In fact, I just had this question this week. Where somebody, you know, talking to somebody new to the concept, they they likely, most likely haven't read Nelson's book or haven't read it all the way. And one of their questions is, well, you know, what what's the cost of doing this? And uh, <laughs> there's so many different ways to answer that question. But my favorite way to answer that question is the Socratic method and answer it with another question. Paul, what's the cost of not doing this? Because you know, psychologically, we're we're all I forget what that that's called, and I don't know if we talked about it before, but you're you're more uh, human beings are more apt to worry about losing something, you know, than than being happy about gaining something. Right. So the idea of losing what you have is way worse than gaining something that you don't have. So let's let's focus on some of the things that you won't have the ability to do and the costs of not doing infinite banking. So, okay. I yeah, love this angle. Good. Yeah. Why don't you start with the first one? Yeah. Well, first and foremost is, and we, you know, we've touched about it a lot on this podcast because that's part of, part of this conversation about IBC is about control and control over the banking function and when you have that control you have power and you play by your own rules not the banker's rules and until you've experienced that where you can just oh i'm gonna go finance that widget over there and you cut a check because you have the cash value available 
It's incredibly powerful. And most people though, Dave, and we were talking before you hit record that they don't know what they're missing. And I think that question that is often asked of us early in this early in the process of what does this cost? That's the, that's the wrong question. It's coming from a position of they haven't they don't understand what IBC is yet. And that's okay. But that that's really an indicator to us that okay, we need to tailor right. this conversation to where it needs to go. Actually, absolutely. And you know, people are always worried about what do, what do I have to give up to get this? And uh, instead of focusing on what do I have to gain by doing this? That's right. Right. So if you always look at the seriously, what's the cost of not doing it? You know, how much there's a difference between cost and value, right? Or price and or or price and cost. Like this is how much you have to pay, but this is the cost. Right. So I think, like you said, it um, operating under somebody else's rules, um, you won't have the ability to make your own rules because, like, like we always say, the banker, the banker gets to make the rules. It's the golden rule. Yeah, when you have the money, right, you get to make the make the rules. That's right. So, yeah, so you give up that ability of making the rules, and now you got to play somebody else's game. Yeah, and it's. But that's how we've all been programmed to live. It's just the way it is. Right. Which is why this seems so foreign, right? To most people, uh, you know, in the wide, wide world out there. That's why, you know, if you look at the percentage of Americans, adult Americans practicing IBC, you know, it's a fraction of 1% probably. Yeah. Right. Or maybe even less. It's yeah. not, not that many. But those that are, you know, when you know, you know. So, right. It's a, it's a better way to live, though. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. It's a more comfortable, um, less emotional way to live when it comes to finances. Yeah, far less emotional. Right. So here's another thing that you can't do. One of the costs of not doing IBC is being able to multiply every dollar you have. Give every dollar you have more than one job at the exact same time. Like there's very few places you can actually do that because it there everything's mutually exclusive. If you want to use your dollar here, well, that means you don't have the opportunity to use it over here. Right. Right. What yeah. this does, it, it allows you to do both, right? You can use your money in two places at the same time. Yep. A good book, the way to think about it is it, it's an and asset. It's not a it's not a this or that decision. And a lot of people, again, when they're first getting into this, they're approaching it from that assumption because they heard it from their uncle Bob or some other Yahoo who doesn't know what they're talking about that you can only have this or you can invest. Right. You can't have both. You can't possibly you're, or you're sacrificing this to have some of that. And of course we've talked about it before. The only way, the only way in which that is actually true is in the early years when you do sacrifice a little bit of liquidity. Sure. For, for so long-term yes. benefit though, right? So So what do I have what do I have to lose? Well, you have lack of liquidity for a few years or a reduced liquidity reduced for reduced liquidity. Reduced, sure. not lack of because you have immediate liquidity uh, right. with a cash value, but you have reduced liquidity for a few years before that gets returned to you and and now you're ahead of the game and you always will be for the rest of your life. So yeah, there, there's that upfront cost, if you call it a cost, which is 
know, it takes some discipline. So it's going to cost you discipline. That's for sure. Sure. Yeah. And a long-term mindset. I like, we've referred to this before, but I like how, how Ryan would put it in that, you know, if you had two people doing the same thing, but the one of the guys was doing IBC and the other wasn't, you know, the other guy's going to be ahead at first, but after a number of years, the guy doing IBC is going to run away. Yeah. Just mathematically, he's going to run away. Yeah. Not even close. Not to mention all the intangibles of maybe extra opportunities that have come his way that, that the other guy didn't get because of access to capital and being able to put it in two places at the same time. That's right. That yeah. mindset shift is is super. It's an, it, it is an intangible though. It's, it's something yeah. you can't illustrate on a piece of paper. Can't maybe explain in a book necessarily uh, that well either until you're actually, you got to be doing it. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said. We've been, we've been trained to think either, or you can either have this or you can have that. It made me think of every time I go to like Panda Express, which is yeah. once in a blue moon, but man, do I love it. <laughs> Anthony loves Anthony loves Panda Express. Panda Express. So you go there, right? And you get yourself a combo meal and it says, do you want rice or noodles? What I say every single time is I want both. Like, give me half and half. And they say, okay, I don't know why they don't put that on the menu. Like rice, noodles, half and half. Right. Because they say yes every time. Of course. So it's not mutually exclusive. You you can get both. So, and I think that's a good call because they're both pretty good. They're both very good. And I like to mix them all together with the orange chicken. There you go. I'm hungry, man. Let's hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner time. <laughs> um, all right. What's another one? Uh, so we, did we talk multiple uses? We did, right? Yeah, we just did. Okay. We talked multiple uses. How about... Um, How about living benefits? So we're talking about dividend paying whole life insurance and the process of the infinite bank of IBC, infinite banking concept, right? So what what do we have because we own dividend paying whole life? What are some of those those living benefits that, and we we put this in parentheses in our notes, folks, because we want to just kind of expand about it so you're not left. What are the living benefits? Can you remind us? We're going to remind you. Well, we know what the what the permanent benefit is, and that's the death benefit, right? Permanent until the day you graduate. Until the day you graduate from this earth, and then it pays out. What is the death benefit? (laughs) What what is the death benefit? Yeah, it's something Uh, like... So you policy owner, you own a policy on on your loved one there, they graduate, you get the money. Yeah. That's what the death benefit is. Income tax free. Yeah, income tax free lump sum of cold hard cash or dripping sweaty sweaty wads sweaty wads of dripping wet cash <laughs> that's right yeah. but anyway i don't mean to dumb it down too much but sometimes there's people that just maybe they forget because they haven't listened to those older episodes but uh yeah yeah very basic yep good point so you got the permanent death benefit but you also have the living benefits which is why in our opinion it's called life insurance not death and in- death insurance because there's a lot of living benefits. Um, I mean, we can rattle some off real quick, like uh, uninterrupted compound growth and all that growth is accessible tax-free for the rest of your life. Yeah, access to cash, Accent, access to the present value of the death benefit, death benefit. Right, or you know, your equity in the death benefit, your ownership of the death benefit at any given time. Except um, you don't have to go to the lender to get permission to access it, do you? Right. You just say, I want this much and I want you to 
put it in this account. And if it's that much is available, that's what you, you, you get it. That's right. Exactly. No questions asked. Um, no fees. No fees. You get privacy. So nobody, mm-hmm. you know. How much kinda, is that worth now? Right. And I, I think it'd be pretty hard for somebody to research, find out how much cash value you have. I don't even know how you could find that on somebody without asking the company and what, why would they have ever divulge anything? They're not obliged they, to. They can't. Yeah. That's right. So nobody knows how much cash value I have except me and the insurance company. And, and only the insurance company knows how much cash value I have with them. That's because right. I've got policies That's with right. a couple different ones. So, right. yeah. Um, you know, you're protected in most states from creditors trying to sue you or even bankruptcy. That cash value is protected. Kind of like a, I think a 401k is similar to where that that cash might be protected, I think, in many cases. Um, yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's because the 401k is kind of like not your money right now. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the government it's your custodi- wants that. It's your custodians. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like but the money I, I in the... Know. Just like the money you put in the bank is the bank's money. Yeah, or your premium that you pay to life insurance company is actually... The life insurance company's money, so maybe right. it, maybe it's a similar relationship. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you know legally, but yeah, maybe because um, you don't actually own it. But so. again, this is a private contract. It would be hard unless you were out there blabbing about it to discover that you had this asset in the first place. True. Yep. Good point. So I mean, so many you know intangibles, and we'll we'll hit on a few of those intangibles as the living benefits uh, as we go through this list. So, you know, here's one. One thing that uh, one cost of not doing infinite banking is at the end of your life or your loved one's life, nobody gets to recapture all the taxes you paid over your lifetime. And that's just one way to look at this. So that tax-free, income tax-free death benefit really will replace all the taxes you paid over your lifetime, if you think about it like that. So what's your plan to recapture all the taxes you paid? Well, this is my plan. My family is going to get way more than I ever paid more. in taxes, and they're going to get it tax free. Right. Yeah. Right? Way, way more. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I was doing some research, and one census study that was conducted said that the typical American will earn two point seven million dollars over the course of their working life. So if you figure forty years of working average comes out to like sixty seven thousand a year, or something like that. Um, you know, gross income. So before taxes. Sure. After taxes, I'm not quite sure I couldn't find the number on that, but I think it's pretty safe to say, and everybody might have their own opinion about this, we probably pay upwards of 40% in taxes, maybe even 50% to taxes um, from our gross earnings. If you think about, like, don't just think income tax, like that's easy. You look at your income tax, like, oh, I, I, you know, I pay 25% was my um, my tax liability for my gross income this year. You know, yep. you got state income tax, which is a little more, you know, which is less than federal, but you know, still hefty in the state I live in. Yeah, what uh, is it up there? Ten up to ten. It's awful. It's up to ten. It's like one of the top three worst states in the country. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but think about all the other taxes that you pay. Go to the gas pump and read the sticker on there that shows you how much of every gallon that you pump is taxes. I think in 
Minnesota, it's somewhere like something like 47 cents of every gallon goes to taxes. Yep. No um, question. Well, you got to no. fix those roads, right? Well, I'm they sure are just going to the roads. They are really, really bad roads. <laughs> um, but then, uh, I, I don't know. Look at your cell phone bill. You got ridiculous taxes on there. If you get yeah. an, I just discovered this looking at an Uber receipt, like a couple months ago, a ride, catching a ride to or from the airport. There's an airport tax, airport tax. on top of your Uber <laughs> fee. Like think about the little taxes you pay here and there, sales tax, property, everything else. You're probably yep. paying easy 40 to 50% of your income in taxes. And let's face it, folks, you, the consumer, are paying for that. The consumer pays all taxes. You pay all the tax. Yep. Absolutely. One way or another, whether you believe that or not, or see it or not, you are paying for it. I mean, hotel, city tax, state tax, sales tax, or sales. I think there's, I think we have a tax on food here in Virginia. Yeah. The uh, only thing we don't tax here in Minnesota is clothing. clothing. So there's people that come across state line just to buy clothes because there's no tax. So why that is, I have no idea, but um, I'm not but complaining right. about but it. I think, but I think you're right. Probably upwards of, you know, 40 to 60%, depending on who you are, is you're, when you consider all tax, uh-huh. it's an a property. I mean, property taxes in some states, Jersey, yeah. Connecticut. Texas. I mean, it's a huge expense. Yeah. So think about that. If you could recover all the taxes you pay over your lifetime, let's say it's 50%, you make $2.7 million. It's 1.35 million of a death benefit payout. That's all you need to recover that. By the time you're 80, uh, all of our clients are going to have well over $1.35 million in death benefit. It'd be darn near impossible not to have more than that. Yeah. I. I really like I really like how you how you frame this discussion, Dave. Just puts things in perspective. That oh wait, I can I can get it all back. You can get it all back, or at least your family can get it all back. Yeah, yeah. You won't get it all back because you won't be here. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully, you'll be in a much better place. Um, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, your your family's gonna be able to get it all back. So pretty cool. All right, man. What about uh? Well, let's talk about interest. Talk taxes. What about interest? Right. Well, folks, if you open up your book, you know Nelson's becoming your own banker. Uh, you know he explains the average American man thirty four and a half cents of disposable income going to interest to other people's to finance charges, essentially, right to other people's banks over a lifetime. Uh, so one of the biggest intents of I, of IBC is to recapture the majority of that interest so that we can make what the financial institutions are making off of us right right um, and if you can do that you just let's say you can recapture 28% of it or something well gosh that sounds like a 28% rate of return yeah what if you just recaptured 5% of that interest i'll take that like that's 5% more that you're not paying out to somebody else when you compound 5% yeah. year after year after year after year over a 40 or 50 year period, it's going to be a, it's going to be a large, large amount of money. And why, Look when Paul your, says, when you compound that, when your cash value shows up, it cannot decrease. It will only increase and it will increase every single year from guaranteed growth plus dividends, which are dividends aren't guaranteed, but 
I've got a pretty darn good track record. You know, anything with over a hundred year consecutive track record is pretty good in my book. Um, but those get added to the cash value. And then next year you get paid on, on, you know, the growth of that from the previous year. Yeah. The dividend, in other words, the dividend is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we've talked about it before, but they become quite, the illustrated dividends become quite enormous as the years tick by. Yeah. Like many times what the premium is many times. So it's much more than just a return of premium. Oh gosh. Yeah. If you think that's all you're getting back, um, that's not the case. I don't know how they're allowed to say that. I mean, it's technically true, but not actually true, I guess. Not accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Right. So there you go. What about, um, we talked about giving every, every dollar multiple jobs. Yeah. But what if you could recycle the exact same dollars over and over and over, putting them to work throughout your lifetime? Yeah. It sounds like you'd be infinitely more wealthy. It sounds like you'd be an actual banker because that's what banks are in the, the business of doing, reselling money. That's all banks do. Resell money over and over. Over and over and over. All the money you store there. Yep. They're- Selling it back to you. <laughs> yeah. So how, how does that work? When you pay your premium, yep. it generates cash value. That cash value never goes away. It's always there working for you, whether you're leveraging it um, to use somewhere else at the same time or not. So anytime I take a loan from the insurance company, because I basically that cash value creates an equivalent line of credit with the insurance company, I take a loan from them to go do my investing or purchase my cars, my big purchases, finance things of life, right? Every time I pay a dollar back to that loan, that dollar is now available for me to use again. I'm recycling the same dollar over and over. Yeah, I like the analogy of, I always tell people it's like a revolving door, right? The money's going in, is premium or loan repayment and a few rotations it's coming back out and it's going to go do something else whether that that could be the life insurance company using it to and to buy bonds or to do some other opportunity or it's me again yeah right but i like evolving door money i love it yep i like it what about uh now here let's get into uh an intangible this is one of the funnest topics this we've had episodes fully just on this topic alone maybe i'll look that up while you're talking but the intangibles of seeing opportunities that you otherwise would not see. And, and why would that be the case, Paul? You're not looking. And why so, aren't you looking? Well, if opportunity comes to the well-capitalized individual and we are not well-capitalized, I guess we could... Do you own a weed whacker? No, I can conclude... <laughs> I think he uses weed eater is the word he uses. Uh. Um, but we can conclude, if you don't know that, you need to buy Nelson's seven hour DVD series or six hour, whatever it is, eight hour, whatever it is, uh, and watch it. Cause he makes a yep. joke in the first episode for fairly early. <laughs> um, but it's kind of, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're missing because most people, again, back to the programming, they hit, they set their 401k contribution on autopilot or their IRA or whatever. That's fine. And they're, they're not looking for that next real estate deal or, or the next 
and and they're not being offered it because people, let's say like us or people we're associated with, don't know them. Right. Because they're not in the circle because they have nothing to offer in the form of liquid capital, let's say. Yeah, they have nothing to bring to the table. Right. So they're yeah, therefore you're you're excluded. Um so episode 69, the unseen advantages of becoming your own banker. Highly recommend go back and listen to that one if you want to expand further on this this um this topic itself. But I I think I compared it maybe in that episode, but what comes to mind is like think of somebody in your life, like a friend in your life who because of that friendship, you there was some opportunity created for you that maybe completely changed your life or maybe played a big part financially or otherwise. Imagine had you never met that person. You wouldn't know what you're missing right now because you never would have met him. You never would have had that opportunity in the first place that came along. Yeah, that's right. Right. So it's just like, uh, you know, relationships. Money is the same way. If you had access to capital, you have no idea what opportunities you're missing out on by not having access to your own capital. Yeah. And that's been, that's been our personal story, Dave, in our own like personal relationship and, you know, kind of in both, both directions. It's, uh, you know, it's, I always tell people this too. It's like one, one relationship or someone sends you a book, he sent it to you for a reason, read it. Yeah. And that can, and that, you know, will lead whether you know it or not. You don't know it right now, but it will lead to other things. You know, we all started somewhere, right? We started at zero and now, you know, hundreds of clients later in a short amount of time. Here we are. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff you can't put on a piece of paper and slide it across the desk and show people. Nope. Like, hey, here's all the opportunities that are going to come your way when you start doing this. You can't do that because it'd probably be unethical because you can't tell a future. But we can sit here and guarantee you that opportunities will come along that you otherwise would never have had the the chance to participate in if you don't have access to capital, you know? Yeah. And or, and not necessarily through us or people we know. You're going to see your own opportunities. You're going to create your own opportunities, whether yeah. it's financing something as Nelson intended, including your in, in investment or buying land from your cash strapped friend who needs the money yeah but at pennies on the dollar and then selling it and taking your entire family to europe for a month i think this would be a really cool thing to compile from our clients just a list of hey what are what are the opportunities that you've um got to you know partake in because you had access to capital that if you hadn't been doing infinite banking you would not have had that opportunity I bet every client would be able to tell us something, at least any client who's been doing this for, for any amount of time. Yeah, no question. And, um, you know, including those, Dave, that are just building capital. As I've said, that's, that's doing something. Yeah, that is doing something. And that's no what question. I did for the first six years of owning yep. policies is I just accumulated capital. That's it. But it created an opportunity six years later when I wanted to transition careers and you know, flip a house and you know, do all this kind of stuff without you know, really putting my family out or putting my family's well-being at risk. I was able to sure. do it. So That's right. Yeah. So go back, listen to episode 69. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, 
And then what, you know, last but not least, what's one of the most important things that infinite banking utilizing properly designed whole life insurance provides and creates for everybody. Creates a, le creates a legacy. Yeah, absolutely. And not to be confused with, you know, like trust fund baby. That's, that's not what we're talking about. And we've talked about this before, for sure. Um, you know, but, you know, when you look at your own families and we've all had loved ones that have, that have graduated and moved on, you know, what would, what would have life had looked like had, you know, that generation practiced the infinite banking concept, had the right mentorship to buy the right product, structured the right way. You know, I know personally, you know, there's some members of my family that could, that could, could have used that influx for, yeah. you know, whether a sick family member or just whatever. Um, why not? Um, yeah. But so again, that gets back to that cost, the cost of not doing this. And maybe you don't care about your legacy, in which case you're probably, you're probably not our people and that's fine. You're not. Uh, or, you know, it's, that's okay. I think a lot of people don't look at this right. They, they only look at it through one lens of, well, I don't want to, you know, just give my kids a bunch of money and make life too easy for them, which I agree. I agree no with that. But if that's the only thing you're thinking, what about if you have, you know, what if one of your grandchildren, after you graduate, one of your kids has a kid who's got special needs and needs a lot of special care? Like, wouldn't it be cool to have that money available in a trust somewhere to provide for that grandchild of yours and to make yeah. your, your kids' lives more um, enjoyable because they have the means to provide for their own kids? Emergencies for any family member or opportunities for family members to, to go out and do something. Like, I don't think we're called to give our kids anything. We're called, in my opinion, to provide opportunities for those people in our lives. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I love that. You know, the, you know, the future is unknown, folks. It's so obvious that it's an obvious statement, but really think about it. You don't know, you know, the, the situation Dave just explained, you know, applies to my family on both sides. And I could tell you, you know, life would, you know, would be different had, uh, so anyway, not to get too personal, but it's things do happen. Right. And yeah, tragedies are going to occur. They're going to occur. Yeah. Um, almost as if the future is unknown. Yep. Right. Wouldn't it be cool to at least have some, the financial backing to weather those tragedies, you know, of course there's, you know, the emotional aspect and everything else, but boy, if you got the finances to handle it, that sure takes a load off. No, right. no question, because that is going to be, if not the biggest stressor, it's going to be the second oh, for sure. stressor in that situation. Right? Yep, so. absolutely. Yeah. Well, so there you go. There's the cost of doing IBC, but then there's the cost of not doing it. So I think that goes with any, any decision you make in life. What's the cost of doing this? What's the cost of not doing it? You got to explore both sides. And if you can make a list and the cost of not doing something outweigh the cost of doing it, uh, I, I think you've got the decision made for you. Yep, that's right. And the true understanding comes, do you look at your premiums as a cost, Dave? Absolutely not. Man, I, I just paid a premium on a policy for um, my stepson, 100% base. Yeah. I didn't even add any paid up additions, 100% nope. base, yep. and I'm happy to do it. Yep. I saw All that taken that out. Base. I was like, boom, good. Here we go. Yep. 
that's going to be a great policy and serve him very well later in life. That's going to serve me very well later in life and him too, if I decide to give it to him, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it could just serve me very well for the remainder of my life and then pass it on to him as something that's going to be amazing for him, you know? That's right. So, and knowing but, what a cheapskate Dave is, that's probably his intent. I'm, uh, I like to call it financially responsible. Hey, Paul, <laughs> check this out. We just, I just checked our iTunes 100, 100 reviews, 100 ratings, not reviews. We got 100 ratings exactly. So, from the episode that came out today, I guess, right? So, we record about a week prior. Yeah. So, we talked about that. So, whoever did that, whoever made a review, um, on monday september 25th prior to 5 p.m central time thank you tell us who you are because you made our 100th rating that is man so, pretty cool maybe we'll send you a hat or something yeah we need to get some merch <laughs> some merch <laughs> yeah and not the cheap cotton shirts like this is a nice one this is nice it's a blend it's really one of those soft shirts that's why I mm, it. yeah nice. You wear it as a nighty. You sleep no, in I it. Wore, I wore it to work today to like show off my my Tennessee my new Tennessee roots. Yeah, but you got a lot of jealous people around there knowing that you're retiring in a year and moving on with life. Oh gosh, oh, well you'd be surprised. A lot of people like it here. I think they're out of their minds. But God yeah. bless, God bless them. I, yeah. I have some clients that really like it here. I love you. God bless you. We got one right <laughs> down the street. So I, I do. I'm, we do. I gotta I gotta go meet him talking to him this week he's actually uh he just got approved. literally lives in the same neighborhood <laughs> yeah that's hilarious he just got approved and uh yep. we're, we're finalizing things this week you should uh check the policy have it delivered to the house i'll go bring it over there hey that's that'd be cool. funny no i already did electronic <laughs> requirements like like you told me to but yeah that'd be hilarious yeah with your briefcase with a briefcase i don't have to go get a briefcase <laughs> <laughs> yeah well cool all right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks. Keep the reviews coming in. We love hearing them. Keep the questions coming in. And if you're a client and you've got... Um, like a story you, to tell. A story to and tell. We, and we do. We do. We do yeah, have clients. Yeah. If you're listening, you got an opportunity that you'd like us to share with the listeners on an opportunity that you created because you had access to capital, um, please share it with us. And we'll, we'll tell everybody. We'll tell the whole world about it because... There's plenty of them out there and I want to share them. Yep. Like if you're in Hawaii, I've got a client that whitens teeth, started his business, quit his W-2. Great success story. Oh, that's awesome. And he does, and he does a great job. I'm pretty sure he does the NCIS people. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He literally <laughs> whitens their teeth. For the NCIS show. Hawaii. Nice. Yep. That's cool. All right. Yep. Well, good. Well, until next week, everybody, control your capital. Or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.